Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What's going on, Survivor fans? It is Wednesday night. It's a two-hour episode. We have so much to talk about. There's a little bit more about Extinction Island. We've got lots of challenges. One epic blindside in the first tribal, and then another insane tribal, putting two tribes together, sending one person home. We've got our favorite segment coming up. Do not move a muscle. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's going on, Survivor fans? It is Wednesday night. We are very excited to be here, especially after that insane episode. Oh my gosh, Tim. (laughs) This is the episode I have been waiting for. I've been waiting for it to get interesting and to finally see uh, these other Survivor contestants, seeing their gameplay, having some kind of twist. I was ready for it. Agreed. There are so many standouts tonight that I'm excited to talk about. I have so many pages of notes. Pages and pages and pages, guys. We want to talk about it right now. We want to hear your thoughts. Make sure if you're in the chat, give us your comments. You guys already are because we love you and we love that you chat with us. Veronica Valencia is here with me veronica how you doing boo i'm good how you doing i'm good unfortunately mike is not with us my feeling is out tonight but he will be back he's on extinction island for tonight but hopefully (laughs) maybe he will be back next week Mm. if we let him Mm. (laughs) i mean it's between him and Paige. oh possibly possibly Possibly. Paige is still on extinction island guys maybe she's like vying for boxes and and fighting people for for practice things and stuff like that taking off on her own yeah maybe oh you know oh maybe i could see Paige doing that i could actually see mike doing (laughs) that more than Paige. no i could see mike totally doing that yeah uh let's dive into the episode because there's so much to talk about um so we're getting a little bit more about extinction island speaking of so um we see Reem, Keith, and and Chris, and they're obviously and um, sorry, Rick, Rick. Um, on Extinction Island, and they're starting to give us little bits of things. There's this uh, clues with the maps and and different things like that. How do you feel about Extinction Island after this episode? I'm feeling so much better about it, Tim. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have not been shy about talking about how I felt about Extinction Island and how I just don't. You know, it wasn't necessarily my favorite thing because we knew nothing about it. And, you know, obviously this whole thing going back to Redemption Island. uh, I think the fact that not only did we, first of all, we just got to see people at at, uh, Extinction Island, which we hadn't seen before. Every single episode up until now, there was maybe like a five, like not even a five minute, like a maybe two minute little thing of Mm -hmm. them on Extinction Island and poof, bye bye. That's all we got. We never got to like see their journeys. Mm -hmm. This time around, we did get to see them have to survive a little bit. We did get to see their journeys a little bit. And I'm so happy that we're finally getting to get clues at what will bring them back into the game. I completely agree with you. I liked that they're teasing us a little bit more about Extinction Island. I'm still confused, though, but it's not like a bad feeling of confused. It's like a, a good feeling where I'm excited to see where this is going. And I like the little teases that they're giving us. Um, clearly, we know that there's a challenge coming up based on that whole practice sticks yeah. that they they got. Um, how do we feel about Keith? And I, I want to talk about the first half first, because before Aubrey gets there, and even though Aubrey gets there and she's just watching this whole dysfunctional oh, family unfold, but I want to talk about Keith very quickly, because how do we feel about him going off and running off after Rick figures out the map? First of all, I thought that was a dumb decision. 
Like, what did you think was going to happen? You knew they were going to catch you. Exactly, exactly. It's like you have everybody on this island knowing exactly where you are 24-7. There's nowhere to hide. Mm -hmm. And you're not necessarily in the game. I mean, you are, but you aren't. And he just goes off and runs. To one extent, I get it. It's smart. You know, this very well could be an individual clue, an, an, an individual advantage. And that's kind of what I was thinking about when it first got presented. I was like, oh, is this something for all of them or is this only something for you know, one person. And in that sense, I get where Keith is coming from. You have to go and get it for yourself before anybody else. Yeah. But in general, I just thought he was dumb for doing that. I agree with you. I... I thought that it was a little dumb that he would... Sorry, guys. Um, quickly, uh, Engineer, can we just mute our mics or our um, headsets really quickly? Because it's very distracting in our ears. Um, hey, JLo, sorry, quickly. Can you just mi- mute your uh, studio time? Thank you. Um, so I do completely agree with you. I think that with, with Rick... Um, fi- finding the map and then Keith kind of going off on his own. I thought that was the uh, dumb decision. I don't, like you said, I don't necessarily blame him because it's it's a game. It's survivor. Yeah. You have to literally, it's it's your game, so you have to fight for your survival. But it's Keith. Like, if it was Chris that was like, I'm going to go off on my own. We're like, okay, Chris is going to find everything before they even get there. But Keith, I was like, Keith, you know you're going to get caught. Like, yeah. but... Speaking of, so Rick finds the um, advantage, which is uh, to give another player an extra vote, which is very exciting. And then Chris Mm. finds sticks and a note that says practice. And that's what I was alluding to earlier, because clearly there's going to be a challenge that they have to practice on. What do you think about this extra vote? And who did you think that Rick was going to give it to? Oh, for sure, David. Okay. Thank you. For sure, David. Okay, but here's the thing. So I loved them bringing in this advantage because it's just, it's very interesting to kind of bridge the gap between the people on Extinction Island and the people left in the game because, you know, whatever happens, you know, these people on Extinction Island are helping these people out in the game and that could very well possibly, if they, if this person gets back in the game, that could be an alliance right there and that could get them further in the game because then they'll have people have their back, and they'll have votes. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was brilliant, and I love that. And it also kind of makes you wonder how the people on Extinction Island are playing the game, because they don't know what's going on. They are just going blindly, thinking, oh, I think this person might need it, so let's go with it. Yeah. Um, but I for sure thought Rick was going to give it to David. And to be perfectly honest, if Lesu had been the tribe that gone to tribal that night, it would have been David. Of course. But that's my, that was my question. I was like, do they know who went to tribal and then that's who they decide to give it to? Because if you if we listen to the directions of the secret advantage, it's you can use it up until there's seven people left in the game. So just yeah. because Lesu didn't go to tribal that time, he could have still gave it to David because David could use it at a different time. So the fact that Aubrey got it... I was like, it's TV magic, TV magic. They all of a sudden know that Aubrey needs it. But then at the same time, we saw what happened with Aubrey. And I don't want to jump to it very quickly. Very disappointing. I can see it all over your face. I know. (laughs) And I definitely want to talk about it. But I thought it was a little weird that Aubrey was the one to get it. I completely agree with you that David should have gotten it. I Like I said, I personally just think that Aubrey got it because... I feel like from how I heard it, Mm -hmm. it had to go to a person who was going to tribal that Mm. night. And then I was surprised when Aubrey read it and it said you can use it up until the final seven. I thought they had to use it that night. So did I. Which again... If it was Lassie and if it was David, would have made perfect sense. Of course. Completely agree with you. I want to jump into these challenges. We'll go back to Extinction Island, guys, because there's a lot more to unfold there. But before we get into that, I want to get into these challenges. So we jump right in with the first challenge. It's a mini challenge for PB&J sandwiches. Uh, Kahama, it once again, is just winning. Winning, 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 winning. Uh, What's new? 
What's new? Monica is in second. Lesu, unfortunately, loses again. Um, my thing with this challenge was that have they never taken cheerleading camp? <laughs> Do they no. not know to lock their knees when you're being lifted up? Because that's mm-hmm. how you untie things when you're squeeze, in a high... Squeeze your butt like there's a penny in it? Yeah. Yes, thank you. See, yep. me and Veronica would have been I, killer We, we would have got this challenge. The one thing that, that kind of stood out to me was that Lauren was being very aggressive in this challenge. She was yelling at, at Wendy. She was yelling... I mean, sorry. She was yelling at War Dog. She was yelling at Kelly. She was yelling at, like... A lot of people on her tribe, and I get that you're frustrated, and I can you can literally, while you're watching this episode, you can feel Lesu's frustration time after time after time again, every single time they lose. And I don't necessarily blame them, but I'm like, Lauren, chill a little bit, because it's only out of a target on your back. It obviously didn't, but that's what I was thinking at the time. Mm-hmm. I think... I think for the most part, Lauren, uh, I understand where Lauren's frustration was coming from, and I totally agree. I understand why she was kind of lashing out and yelling at everybody. I mean, honestly, if War Dog kind of dropped me, I'd yell at him too. True, agreed. I mean, if I got dropped, I mean, because if you think about it, if you get dropped and you get hurt, that's affecting your gameplay. Yeah. Speaking of which, we never revisited Wendy's injury. I guess she's fine. I, I guess, right? I, I mean, because usually they make a bigger deal out of those kind of injuries, and her her ankle looked pretty bad. I think they only make a big deal about it if it worsens, so yeah. I'm assuming it's fine. Good for her. I'm glad that she's still in the game. Well, not really. But I mean, but kind I, of. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up because we talked about injuries. Uh, so back at camp, day 12, Kama is celebrating their win, their huge win again. And Julia and Joe have this conversation. Now, Julia wants to get Joe out. But Joe wants to sit there and try to talk to Julia about maybe prefer, like staying in the game. And Joe thinks that it's a better idea to make his tribe feel comfortable, to kind of secure his position and all this stuff. But he does all of these things to kind of secure his 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 name in this game. And yet his tribe are like, Joe's got to go. Joe's got to go. Joe's got to go. Wouldn't that frustrate you? It would completely frustrate me. And obviously there was a moment during Joe's confessional where he broke down oh. a little bit because he did realize that he was very alone in this mm-hmm. game. You know, in the first portion of this game, you're playing it as a tribe. You're you're not playing it as an individual yet. But I feel like the moment Joe steps foot on that beach, he automatically was playing as an individual. And to be perfectly honest, it is. It's very frustrating and it's very sad that, you know, from the moment you set foot on that beach, you are seen as a threat and you know that the moment they have a chance to vote you out, that they will. Especially Joe. And especially Joe. I have a a soft spot for challenge beasts because (laughs) I think it's impressive. It is. It's very impressive. I completely agree with you. I think that it's definitely impressive, but it definitely puts a target on your back. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a double-edged sword and we talk about double-edged swords all the time in this game. It's like, on one hand, you can do all this stuff for your tribe, and then they'll still vote you out. But then on the other time, on the other side, if you don't do those things for your tribe, they can still vote you out. So it's like it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. What I liked is that Ron kind of points out the fact that he acknowledges that Joe is kind of contributing to this tribe, and there he's a that he's a vital part of why they're winning. So if you like this feeling of feeling secure and not going to tribal and having all these rewards and all this stuff, then maybe you should keep Joe in the game. And Ron realizes that. I don't think Julia and Julia and Julie... It gets confusing. It does. um, Acknowledge that. I think Ron is playing a little bit more of a smarter game. Now, do I acknowledge the fact that Joe does need to get voted out? Yes. Do I want him to? No. Because like you, I do have a sensitive side for these challenge beasts. I mean, he's been a challenge beast since he first appeared on Survivor. So for him to keep that momentum going time and time and time again, it's impressive. He is so impressive. He will literally pass out to win an immunity challenge, guys. So you got to give it up to him. Yeah. And he's a returning player. Speaking of returning players, let's jump over to Manu very quickly because they're celebrating their smaller victory. And Aubrey's getting bored. Aubrey's like, I came here to play and we're not doing anything. We're just chilling. 
How would you feel about that? Would you be good just chilling? I probably would. At that point of the game, like, to... To an extent, I can see Aubrey's frustration in the sense that even though Manu is pretty peaceful right now, I would still want to have minor conversations just so that you always get the conversation started if anything were to happen as it ultimately does. Mm -hmm. Not not trying to jump ahead, but I can see Aubrey wanting to try and play the game little by little even when there are moments of peace. Mm -hmm. So I understand that. I agree with you. Um, And then we see that Victoria, one of the standout players tonight, in my opinion... Because she came to play, apparently. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. And I am not mad at it. I am not. I don't know if it's because she has this very sweet demeanor or if it's because she's just honest about it. Well, at least a confessional she is. But she fools Aubrey into this whole, like, hey, let's have this all-girls alliance that she plans with Gavin and Eric. Is it? Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 Thank you. Um, And with Eric. Thank you. Um. I think that was brilliant. I think it's a brilliant oh, it idea. Was so smart. I thought that she would have flipped, though. I thought she would have maybe acknowledged that Aubrey was a, a a person that she wanted to play with in this game, and maybe would have maybe flipped on Eric or Gavin. Did mm-hmm. you think that that could have been a possibility? It could have definitely been a possibility. Anything's a possibility in this game. True. To be perfectly honest, I am you know surprised. It kind of went off without a hitch. Right? Yeah. Like, the whole planning went off without a hitch because we fully expect something to go crazy and blow up. Yeah. You know what this proves is that Victoria is very loyal to the people that she's loyal to. Because, like you said, like we both said, she could have easily talked to Aubrey and in those conversations been like, you know what? I think I should work with you instead of these people. But she was pretty loyal to her alliance. And like you said, that went off without a hitch. But before we get to that, let's talk about Lesu. They're kind of wallowing in their pity. And what I want to point out in Lesu is that every single time they lose... Once they get back to camp, David is like, hey, let's try to do this. Let's do this. He's like a half-glass full guy. He's like, hey, let's be a little bit more optimistic. Let's do this. Let's try to, you know, find some food since we're... And then he usually gets shot down by his tribe, and yet his tribe are the ones that are saying he doesn't contribute anything in the challenges. But I'm like, okay, he might not be strong in the challenges, but at least he's trying to bring something. At least he's trying to do something. You know what I mean? I respect David so much for everything that he's doing at champ. He camp. He's trying so hard to bring up the little morale. Actually, they have no morale at this point because they keep <laughs> losing. And he's trying so hard to bring it up. He's trying so hard to provide them food that they can actually eat that would help them in challenges, especially because Lauren can't eat the rice. So she's just like wilting away. Yeah. And it is very upsetting to see the threesome uh, of War Dog Kelly and Lauren just kind of dismiss him. Oh, like, what's the point? I need my energy for challenges. You need to eat. Yes, I completely agree with you. And then speaking of of them just losing, they kind of redeem themselves in this next immunity challenge where Lesu comes in second. It's like one of the biggest comebacks in Survivor history. My gosh. Crazy comeback. Right? They were so far behind. <laughs> That's like, an understatement. They were... It was, embar- <laughs> it was embarrassing how yeah. far behind they were because no one could unlock those puzzle pieces. But it was also crazy to see just how long it took both Kama and Manu to figure out that puzzle because even though Kama finished first, Manu was pretty close behind. Or yeah. not Manu. Um, Lesu, Lesu was pretty close behind. Agreed. And I think that... At first, I thought that... They were going to have to intervene, like maybe something was wrong with the the underwater buoys, the things that they were trying I to unlock. I generally thought something might have been wrong, too. Because I was like, this isn't, what's happening? Why are they having such a difficult time? Because first, Kelly goes, she can't do it. Lauren goes, she can't do it. War Doug goes, he gets it. And then David goes, and then he can't. It was like, 
Everybody was having an issue on the Lesu tribe with getting these buoys up. And I thought that they were going to have to intervene and be like, okay, we're going to have to do this over because something's wrong. But that wasn't the case. They just couldn't do it. It, it did seem like something was wrong because there were so many moments where it would show them underwater trying to pull the lever to release them and it just wouldn't come out. And I was like, okay, it kind of seems like, yeah, maybe something's wrong. Yeah. Because it seemed like they were giving it a good pull to try and release it. Yeah. I'm glad we were on the same page on that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But Lesu wins. They come in second. It's definitely a win. Uh, second oh, yeah. or not. I mean, you don't have to go to tribal, so that's beneficial. I have a question. Yeah. What did you think the whole exchange meant between, I think it was Aurora and Aubrey? No, Julie and Aubrey. Oh, Julie and Aubrey. Julie and Aubrey, she, Julie or Ju- Julie, because Julie's the, yes, Julie is the, uh, the Etsy shop owner, yes. She was the one that was like, telling Aubrey, hey, it's, try to do this, it's this how you solve it. And I thought that was, I was a little offended by that. I was kind of mad. I mean, I was, <laughs> no, like, no, 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 like, I, I just was confused by it, because I didn't see what the point was. It's like, do you have are you do you have strong ties with Aubrey and you want to make sure that she doesn't possibly go home, which if that's the case, I understand completely. Right. But it just came out of the blue for me. I was yeah. like, why? And then it felt like they were ganging up on the lesser tribe, and these poor people haven't won. Give them a break, everyone. Please. That's how I felt. And then at the same time, I'm like, it's survivor, so it's like kind of cutthroat, but Damn, let them let them play. You know what I mean? I'm glad that Lesu won just for that fact alone that they try to help the other team mm-hmm. or the other tribe out when Lesu has been literally losing every single challenge since the three tribe swap. It's just it was very frustrating. I want to know how you guys feel about that too. So back at camp, Manu now has to figure out what their decision is going to be at tribal, and the four of them are planning to well. Uh, the four of them are planning to vote out Wendy. That's the... That's what they're saying. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Um, and then this is at the time where I thought maybe Victoria would have flipped to Aubrey's side and voted out Eric. But we clearly see that that was not the mm-hmm. case. Again, it went off without a hitch. I was so surprised. Well, were you also surprised that... well, uh, Like we said, Aubrey got the secret, the extra vote advantage. She also has an idol in her pocket. And she gets voted out. It's just as embarrassing as James going home with two idols in his pocket, guys. Exactly. It's, like, insane that she, that Aubrey, Aubrey, if we remember correctly, when she found this idol, she was so happy about it. She was like, oh, it's it's one of my dreams to find an idol on Survivor. And you literally went home with an idol in your pocket. Would you have rather not have found it and went home? Yes. I would have rather not have found it and went home. But to be fair, in Aubrey's defense... Victoria was very convincing. Oh, yes. It it made, everything that she was saying made total sense. And if I was Aubrey, I would have believed it too. Mm -hmm. Because if you thought about it, hey, there were three girls, two guys. two, And these two guys can clearly be seen as threats. Mm -hmm. It's, that's not a secret. That's not, it's not coming as a shock to anybody. Yeah. So from Aubrey's point of view, everything that Victoria was saying was justified. So I would have totally believed her too. Yeah, completely. I think that once again, she's... I don't want to say conniving because that has a negative connotation Sneaky. to it. Sneaky. I, I, I'm not, I'm not mad at her. Nah. I'm really not. I'm I mean, impressed. You got. I mean, talking about building up resumes very early. You can sit here and say I got out one of the strongest players on Survivor, a returning player, and that's Aubrey. Now, granted, she's not gone, gone, but still, if you get to the final, you could still sit there and say that you yeah. voted out this person, and it was mm-hmm. because of you. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. So Aubrey, unfortunately, got voted out. Yeah. Did it? Kill me to see her get voted out? Yes. But what I love is that Aubrey was like, oh, got my torch. Let's go. She's mm-hmm. right in it. She's not debating. She's oh, not no. like, oh, I don't know what if I should do. No. Honest- I didn't expect that. Honestly, I feel like everyone, um, aside from Keith, <laughs> it was a pretty easy decision. Right. 
everyone aside from him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get into the second episode, do you have anything? I do. I just want to say thank you to our Survivor Alliance. That is all of you Survivor fans out there. Without you, we would not be operating right now. So before we go on to our next topic, I just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk and for us to continue to grow I'm asking for your help if you are watching this on YouTube right now please please give us a like give us a thumbs up comment below and subscribe to our channel it really helps us and you want to know what I'm also going to say share sharing content is super helpful and we and show your friends what you're into show them this panel we really get into it over here at the Survivor (laughs) After Show and then once you're done you know sharing that video go on over to iTunes give us a five star rings because the four the other four do not work and leave us a comment there honestly the more you get involved in this discussion the more we get to talk about it and we love seeing all of what you have to say you have amazing theories uh but and obviously being a part of this after show being a part of after buzz has meant so much to all of us we truly appreciate you supporting us and you know what we truly appreciate you supporting other shows because you're gonna swap all around and go 10 different places and that's okay that's what we're here for so definitely share like subscribe go on to itunes give us a review we appreciate all of it you guys we do the show for you i mean we wouldn't be here if it wasn't because of you and our survivor fans are so loyal we want you guys to show that love to other shows like veronica mm-hmm. said so if you have other shows that you're a fan of yeah go and join those panels too be as active as you mm-hmm. are in our chat i just want to give some shout outs to our amazing survivor alliance i want to give a shout out to D- donna jackson eric olin mere dominions do mere excuse me mere domains austin king and Ryan D, as well as Chris Maley and Kelsum90. You Thank guys you are, so much. You guys are killing it. I mean, we can see the chat going. I mean, it's very hard to keep up with because Veronica and I are trying oh, yeah. to have a dialogue in studio. <laughs> but you guys are killing the chat. I hope you guys are having a good time. It looks like you are. Um, let's get into the second half of this mm-hmm. two-hour episode. Um, I want to start off once again with Extinction Island because we see that there's a second map involved. Rick thinks he figured it out. But no, Reem was like, hey, let me go over down to the rocks. And once again, Keith, he was having a lot of like weaselly tendencies in this where I don't I can't necessarily blame him for doing it. But Reem got very upset because she pointed it out and he was the one who first touched it and grabbed it. So it's technically his. But and, which is pretty cool because we got we got some rules to the backhand of, like, what goes on behind yeah. Survivor. Yeah. So I guess it's the first person who touches it, even if you find an idol together or whatever, the first person who touches it's technically theirs. Keith finds it, finds it, so it's technically his, which is so frustrating, especially after his behavior from last time. Everything about... Everything that happened at Extinction Island that day bothered me. I was not a fan of it. I was so <laughs> mad at both Reem and Keith. And at that moment, I was like, just go home. Just go home. Because the thing about it is, is that, yes, you know, Keith, you know, ha- Keith has this weird thing against Chris. And I'll be perfectly honest, guys. I might be a little biased because I really like Chris. And I hope he has a chance to get back in the game. Mm-hmm. But Keith has this weird thing against him that's like, oh, I'm done with you. You've been against me, blah, blah, blah. You betrayed me, blah, 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 blah. And so obviously whatever he got, he wants to use against Chris. Right. Which I don't understand the bitterness. You guys all got voted off for the same exact kind of reasons yeah. or four reasons. You're all there together. Why are you still so against each other? And then Chris made an offhanded comment, probably wasn't thinking about what he was saying, just, you know, slightly saying, oh, you know, Reem, you gave it away to him. Like, it was just a comment. Right. And she goes off. Oh. And 
I didn't like it. I didn't get it. I think that she was just so bitter towards Chris for whatever reason. And I I don't get those two's vendetta against Chris. I think she was bitter toward Keith. I think that she spent this... Because if we remember correctly, Reem and Keith had this relationship back when they were on their tribes together before Edge of Extinction Island. And she was teaching him how to swim. They were on a, like a three thing with Wendy. Yeah. And they were like the underdogs in their tribe. So to come takes to Edge of Extinction Island and see Keith's behavior toward Reem by like, hey, Reem is going to go make rice, but then Keith is going to leave with the rice in hand that she just made for you to go and get the advantage that we all just said that we were going to go out to, to get together... And then when she points it out in the ocean and he goes and grabs it first, I feel like she was just so frustrated with Keith and his behavior that she took it out on Chris. I don't think that she necessarily has a thing against Chris, but I think that comment that Chris said, like I said, you said it was a very offhanded comment. It wasn't, it didn't mean anything by it. It wasn't malicious in any sense of the word. It set her off. It did. And And that... That bothered me. Also, while I am happy we're starting to see more of Extinction Island, I think that particular find I didn't enjoy as much hmm. because it was like a scavenger hunt. It was like, okay, here's this thing. Everyone go out and try and find it. And whoever finds it first, you know, gets to use it because it looked like it was an individual advantage. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in the game of Survivor, if you go off individually to try and find a hidden media idol, that's just your, you know, intuition saying, I got to go find this and I got to go play in the game as opposed to kind of this unfair yeah. thing of saying, okay, here's the thing. Everyone go and find it. Whoever finds it first wins doesn't yeah. matter yeah it's your faith in the game doesn't matter yeah that the map was a little because in the first the first half of education island we see that they clearly figure out the map and in this one the map was very it was very like oh you line up the holes and you put it on the the map the other map and it it leads you to this but then it wasn't that like rick had figured out or thought he had figured out I and enjoyed. then rick was like i'm just gonna go to the ocean and go look at the rocks and then that's where it was i agree with you it was a little Disorganized. I would have liked it if it was a little bit more clarified for us. Um, which just makes it even more frustrating that she's standing there and she's like, hey, what's that? I don't know. I mean, we've seen it before where somebody's like, hey, what's... Like, they literally give away something mm-hmm. that they, they were looking at. That's what they're doing. Right. And uh, I don't know. I Once again, I do not appreciate how she went off on Chris. But then again, you also have to the, take into consideration their environmental standards and where they are and, and mm-hmm. how how i guess hopeless they are on edge of extinction island and they don't have a shelter they don't really have food they have to work for everything like it's it's hard so i get her frustration at the same time i loved aubrey on edge of extinction island because she's literally just sitting there watching (laughs) like what's going aubrey is such a cool calm collected player yeah like the thing about this is that i feel keith and reem went out very in very bitterly. Yeah. And they want revenge against, like, mainly Chris for, you know, getting them out, which, you guys, it's a game. Right. And Aubrey clearly sees that. She's not bitter at all. She was like, good job, guys. I had no idea that was coming, but she's ready to get back in the game. Yeah. And that's the thing that I appreciate about Aubrey is that she she understands it's a game. She's ready to play the game. She's mm-hmm. not bitter by the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, so back at the tribes... We go right into, once again, another reward challenge. This time it's for coffee, tea, pastries, and uh, cookies. Uh, Kama, once again, wins it. Seven out of eight challenges. It's insane. Insane. What stood out to me in this challenge is that War Dog cannot throw. What was that? That was very embarrassing. It was embarrassing. I'm sorry. I don't think that I could throw a ball very good either. But at least give it to somebody because what happens is he can't throw lauren steps in she gets it and then war dog is like oh i can try another crack at it i'm like why why that's, why that's the thing that fr- granted i 
I I haven't been the biggest fan of War Dog, and I feel like this episode kind of solidified, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of War Dog. Agreed. Because as we're going to get into a little bit later, he's very controlling. Mm-hmm. He likes to have things his way. He doesn't like to work with people and actually communicate. He just wants things his way. Yeah. And I think this was a moment of him taking control. Mm-hmm. Because Lauren was getting it, he wasn't getting it, and Kelly wanted to try. And Kelly was frustrated that she didn't get to try, and War Dog went back in. If I was Kelly, I'd be like, move. Yeah. Move. You couldn't do it earlier. Right. I would... I, if I was Kelly, I definitely would have would have stood up and said, "Hey, let me try." I think that that was a missed opportunity for Kelly, though. I mean, she had mm-hmm. she had ample opportunity to be like, "Hey, let me try," but War Dog was like, "Hey, I'll be the one to step in." I just didn't understand the reasoning behind that. I was like, "You clearly just didn't get it." So, yeah. um, I think it was like a pride thing. Agreed, completely, completely. Um, Kama once again celebrating their victory. What I liked about this conversation, and this is when we see Joe get emotional, is that we get to see Joe's reaction to having Aubrey, who is a returning player just like he is, and they were on the same tribe together, his reaction to her being voted off. And that's why he gets emotional is because he can see that people are acknowledging the fact that these returning players don't necessarily, in their opinion, don't necessarily deserve another chance at this game. And I get I get Joe's emotion, and he's talking to Julia, and he makes a valid point. He says, you know, we're winning all of these challenges, and once the merge happens, we're all putting targets on our back. Because once the merge happens, all these other tribe members are going to look at us and say, you've won seven out of eight challenges. You clearly are all strong as a team. It's not just Joe. So we're all going to have targets on our back. And I like that he said that, because mm-hmm. it definitely made Julia think, maybe I need to reevaluate my threat level in this game. It's true. If you think about it, Lasu and Manu, Manu could definitely come together and just try and take out every single comma member. Mm-hmm. It's a plausible idea. Of course. I completely agree with you. And then back at Lasu, once again, after the challenge, because they lost, again, again. Um, <laughs> no thanks to War Dog, unfortunately, but David, once again, is like, hey, let's go try to find crab legs. Let's do this. And all War Dog and Lauren do is sit there on the beach and complain about how hungry they are and how many calories they don't have. And it was very frustrating. Here's the thing that made me, as a viewer, in that moment think War Dog is the only option to go home. Is because, you know, yes, David may not be the strongest in challenges, but he's trying his hard to provide it with, at camp. Mm-hmm. Lauren, you know, is having a lot of... Um, she's not feeling well. She's getting very nauseous at the only thing that she's able to eat, which is rice. But she's still kicking butt in the challenges. Mm-hmm. Kelly... Kelly's there, but you know, Kelly, <laughs> but she's contributing, you yes. know? War Dog just wants to sit there and wants everyone to like bow down to him and listen to what he has to say, and he wants everyone to go his way. And he's all over the place. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up because this is when we start seeing the dysfunction between Kelly and War Dog. Because at first, I thought that Kelly and War Dog were going to be very close alliances. I thought they were going to work together very closely, but that's not the case. And I'm glad that Kelly is noticing this just like we are. that. Wardog is treating this like a like a dictator, if you will, and she says it in the episode that he just barks in order, order and then ex- expects everybody yeah. to to just fall behind him. And I didn't I didn't like that. And I love that David and Kelly were like, "Hey, maybe we should work together. Or returning players should work together." And and I just think it's ironic because David came he into this so hard to get her out. Yeah, and Kelly was like, David wasn't really even on her radar. She was like, "Oh, I, I'm just playing the game." And now they're working together, and I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It's, I just think it's I do too. I really like it. I actually really, again, maybe this is just because I'm not a super fan of War Dog, <laughs> but I like that threesome of Lauren, Dave, and Kelly. Well, I mean, War Dog is on my fantasy draft, and I think that he has some serious redeeming to do for himself. I'm hoping that the merge brings out a different side to him if he gets to the merge, which I think he will, obviously, based mm-hmm. on the preview next episode, uh, next next week. Um, 
But I hope that he changes this whole barking orders and stuff and stuff like that. Because if you're being compared to Tony, yes, he won. But he wasn't the most liked. No. So. I have, this obviously, this is not the season. But if, <laughs> I have a lot to say about that specific season. So if you want to talk to me about it, find me on Twitter later. I wish you were here. I wish we were all oh covering that season gosh. together. Uh, let's get into the second immunity challenge. Um, which is a twist. Two tribes will be going to tribal, so the one who wins, they are, they're safe, but then two tribes will have to come together and vote out one person. Amazing! Right. But then, automatically, I was like, well, Kama's gonna win, so... Sorry, it's so it's and that's exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. Kama wins, so Manu and Lesu have to go to tribal. Once again, in this, tri in this immunity challenge, the one thing that stands out to me is that David and Kelly were once again on the puzzle. Now, granted, they were far behind anyway. Yeah. But we talked about how David and Kelly are always on the puzzles, and they never seem to solve them, except for last time. But that was all four of them on the tribe solving one puzzle. This is only David and Kelly. And if we look at it, they're, they're just streak. They, they're not good at puzzles when they work puzzles. together. Together. And it really makes you wonder just how terrible Lauren and Wardog are at puzzles. That's that Kelly what, and Dave have to remain on the puzzle. That's what I was thinking the same thing. Because I was like, David, I mean, Wardog and Lauren must sit, sit there and go, you guys do it because we're not good at puzzles. Like, but could you try? Like, could you, can we, if you're doing bad, can we just tap out? Yeah, like, yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't know how that works either. Like, I think once they figure out, like, who is going to work on it, they have to stick to that. Mm. I don't know. I don't exactly... I've seen people tap out on puzzles before. So have I, but I don't I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know why they're not, but once again they lose. But thankfully it's not just Lesu going to tribal, it's Manu and Lesu, unfortunately. And right from the get, they're like it's gonna be four versus four and they're gonna have to go to rocks. Immediately when they said that, what did you think? Dumb. Right? I thought it was dumb. I think you know, no one wants to go to rocks. And I'm very happy that throughout the course of this discussion, people came to understand that. Yeah, I'm not going to rocks. Again, Victoria, being a very smart player, <laughs> I'm not going to rocks. I would not go to rocks. And I just, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was, what's the word I'm looking for? A fantasy yes. for both tribes to think we're going to go in four strong and the other tribe is going to be the one to change their vote. I thought they were living in a fantasy to think that that would actually happen. Completely agree with you. I think it was very egotistical for them to be like, oh, we're going to stay strong, especially when you know that your tribe is fractured as it is. Like, one side, they don't like Dave, uh, they don't like Wendy. They want to get Wendy out. And then on the other tribe, they're like, oh, well, we don't really necessarily want to have, um, who was it? Um, War Dog? War Dog, no, um, it was or War Dog or David. So there are fractures in both the tribes. So for you to sit there and be like, we're just going to go four strong and just go to rocks, I just thought that that was. Very immature, but there was Victoria that was saying, hey, I'm not going to go to rocks. Don't trust me. I will definitely sway my vote if I have to. And then on Lesu, Lauren was like, if I have to, I'm not going to rocks for somebody. She's like, I, that's a one in six chance that I can go home, and I'm not going to chance that. And I don't blame her. No. Why would you? No, I wouldn't. And the only one who's okay to go to rocks is David, because he's had to do it before, but... I still wouldn't do it. I, but still, like, that that whole argument from David saying, hey, I went to rocks before for my people, I'm still like... That doesn't mean that you're immune to not getting the rock that sends you home. Exactly, and it's and it messed him up last time. Exactly. So why would you want to go to again. rocks again? That yeah. didn't make any sense to me. Uh, I didn't know if it was just like a they were just talking to to talk. You know what I mean? So I'll go to rocks for you guys just to throw them off. But it seemed very genuine about hey, we'll go to rocks for each other. And I was like, this is dumb. The one thing I did find impressive was how the other teams were thinking of each other, of how kind of spot on they were with who they think that they would pick. Yes. 
Yes, agreed. One thing that I didn't bring up that I wanted to kind of circle back to is that Kelly and Wardog were also looking for an idol together, and Wardog didn't see oh it, but Kelly gosh. did. I know, I totally forgot about this. And what I loved is, because we've talked about this before, what if you're looking for an idol together? Would you tell the person that you're looking with? And she didn't. She's very, very smart, and she said she finds it, she puts it right in her bra, and she's like, I'm good. But she tells Lauren. She tells Lauren because they're working together, and Lauren, she knows that Lauren has one, so now they both have one, which kind of puts them on even footing. Like, it does. I know how you have one, you know I have one, so we're, we're kind of on even exactly, footing. Exactly, exactly. I like that. I'm, and once again, we've talked about the ratio of men and women finding hidden immunity idols in, this, in Survivor in, as a game in general. And it's nice to see Aubrey, Lauren, Kelly, all these women finding the idols. Have they been used correctly yet? No. no. One went home with an idol in her pocket, so I don't necessarily know if that's a One good thing. One almost went home. One almost went home, but didn't. So we'll see. Hopefully Kelly and Lauren can use their idols correctly. We'll see. Um... Anything you need to say before? That tribal council was crazy. That's what I want to get into. Oh my gosh. I I don't know if... This was like the first time I had ever seen people just standing up, walking over to each other, whispering (laughs) in their ears. I was like, I don't know if that was ever allowed. Because even Jeff was like, wait, what are you doing? Why are you getting up? I mean, like David said, it's like the worst cocktail party ever. Title of the episode. I thought it was great, too. I was all about it. I was like, yeah, have the conversations. And if Jeff was going to sit there and be like, oh, no, that's not allowed. I'd be like, no, Jeff. We have to have a conversation. Because it's two tribes that have been separated for what five six days we need to come together and kind of talk about it to see what works best for everybody right off the gate it's either lauren or wendy and it was tied first go around and then we find out wendy's gonna go home but one thing that stood out to me was that wendy as soon as they were tied the first time she turned around and gave david a look and i think her and david were kind of talking and david was supposed to vote for lauren yeah and he didn't and that's why Wendy gave him that look. And yeah. then, obviously, the second time around, I think Eric, was it? Yeah, Eric was the one who went over to David and Wardog and was like, hey, let me make this case to you. I think it was for them to vote out Wendy because they were like, she's crazy. Like, she's not she's not a reputable, she's not a good person to have around on that, Tribe. That was the one smart thing that Wardog did say was like, let's just all vote Wendy and then we can present to them, what, you guys want to go to Rocks for Wendy? Yeah. It was a very strong point. It was. It was. And I... I I, it was sad to see Wendy go when she did. It was, it, it was sad, but her exit was so cute. It was so cute, and she's she's crazy but cute. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> and it was just such a sweet exit. I like it when they have a sweet exit. But what I liked even more about Wendy is that she's got a little fire in her. And and we've oh, seen it me. before. Excuse me, Tim. Yes, big Wendy. Big Wendy. Oh, excuse me. Thank you for that <laughs> correction, Veronica. Big Wendy has this big fire in her because as soon as she has this optimum, but this this option between going home or staying. In the game, she immediately goes for that torch. She, once again, is not like Keith, who's like, I don't know what to do. What? I was going to say, it's funny you bring that up, because out of all the people, besides maybe Keith, (coughs) excuse you. Excuse me, sorry. Out of all the people who have gone to that, you know, fork in the road, I thought Wendy would have been the first one to go home. Agreed. I think she would have just had such a fun time, because she's such a wacky personality. I thought that she would have just had a fun time. You know, Jeff Probst called her Big Wendy. She got to hug him on her way out. (laughs) I thought she would have thought she had the most amazing experience and wouldn't need to continue on in the game. Yes. But she did, so good for her. I think that's the one issue that I had with Wendy in this episode was that everybody here on Survivor is fighting for life or death. It's a million dollars. This could literally change your life. And Wendy's sitting there going, if I go home, I go home. Like, 
it's okay. I, I'm here. She was the only one that didn't get up and talk to anybody during that whole drama fest. I saw that. And she just sat there. And I think she was very resigned to the fact that she was going to go home, which is sad. But at the same time, your overall behavior just contributed to the fact that everybody wants to vote you out now. Mm-hmm. Including your sad. own tribe. It yeah. was sad. But I liked her exit. I like that she's still in it. I like Extinction Island because we don't know what's going to happen. And we have all these people who were like... Maybe this will light a fire under you. Maybe this will change your game up a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see. I'm very excited. I'm very excited, too. You guys, that is our review of Season 5, Episode 38. It's like the worst cocktail party ever. Not in this studio. We're having a great time. And we're having a grand old time in here. Sorry, guys, for my squeaky voice right there. That's just how excited <laughs> I am. I want to get into our favorite segment. and Make sure you guys let us know if we missed anything in the comments. Uh, we are going very fast. It is a two-hour episode. But I want to get into our favorite segment, our MVP segment. Thank you, JLo, for our amazing music. Okay, we're only two votes, so I guess it's going to so be pretty gonna be easy. very yes. obvious. <laughs> uh, first vote, Kelly. Ooh. Hmm. Second vote. Oh. Victoria. Okay. Who did you vote for? I mean, I think I voted for Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you vote for Victoria? I was so impressed by her gameplay. Again, you know, this was a great episode to finally see some of the other Survivor contestants. And Victoria really impressed me with how sneaky she was able to pull off that uh, Aubrey blindside. And even her idea of like, hey, guys, you know what? You could be loyal to each other, but I'm not going to rocks. I saw that she is a girl here to play this game and I was very impressed by it. Yes, I voted for Kelly. Obviously there's only two votes. So yes, I voted for Kelly. I think that her and we talked about it before, her finding the idol and not telling Wardog who she is was working with at the time was very smart. She's staying true to Lauren and I like how she's willing to change her game up at the drop of a hat. Like she's mm-hmm. like, if I have to vote off Wardog because he's acting like this, I will vote off Wardog. But she was also willing to vote off Lauren at some point when Wardog and David had approached her about it. So I like that Kelly is not so stubborn to where she's not, like, I won't do this. She keeps every door open, Mm -hmm. and I love that. Yeah. Um, Let's get into some predictions very quickly. I don't know if you have any significant predictions that you want to shout out mm-hmm. what are you gonna what do you think is gonna happen in the merge what do you think is do you think these alliances are gonna stay true to each other what what do you think it's tough to say because again obviously the merge is next week and our contestants from edge of extinction island come back in mm-hmm. it, originally i thought maybe it would be a fire making challenge but then i thought that might be too easy since they kind of need to make fire already to survive yeah. on extinction island so i'm not sure what's going to be uh, I want to say maybe two. Maybe two mm. contestants will get back in the game. Um, but but yeah, I'm, and I'm I'm hoping it's Aubrey and Chris. I'll be completely honest. I hope it's Aubrey and Chris that gets back in the game. I hope it's Aubrey and Chris as of right now, too. I think that Reem and Keith, and Wendy, I mean, they're just... Uh... I mean, well, you never know what can happen. It's Survivor. You never know. You never know what can happen. It's, it's really just like who showed up that day? Who and, showed up to that challenge? Exactly. Who's Who has luck on their side that day? You never know what can happen. We've seen it before. Um, I think my prediction is once this merge happens, I think alliances are going to fall apart. I think new alliances are going to form. We've seen it before. Um, I think that we're going to be surprised by some of them. I think that even though David and Kelly have been working together, I think they've only been working together because they're on this losing tribe. And they as have soon no as choice. So, exactly. As soon as this merge happens, I think they're going to go right back to going after each other. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that was just one of my predictions. Let us know what your predictions are, you guys. Sorry we are very short on time. It was a two-hour episode, but it's been a pleasure talking about it. I think that we did a great job reviewing it. Mm-hmm. Veronica, where can the fans find you? Of course, everyone. I'm Veronica Blansky. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. And I am Timothy Michael. You can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. You guys, we are ready for next week's episode. We are very, we're very excited. Uh, like we are every single week. We will see you guys next week. Same time, same day. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 